0: Welcome to the Kingdom Women Podcast, a podcast by and for women who seek to fully and freely live the gospel reality of Christ's kingdom come. Through our candid conversations here, our desire is that our union with Christ will deepen and that his kingdom will come in us and through us, that we all may be free indeed. Uh, This episode is going to be about relationships when they don't go well (laughs) and how do we healthily and kindly and yet um, honestly and boldly navigate conflict and yeah, disharmony. Like what do we do with that? How do we do it? So we already were throwing some things around here. Let's keep going ladies. And Sarah or and Alice, is not able to be with us as we start, but hopefully she'll jump in um, here in a bit and she'll join the conversation as well. Go ahead, Gwen.
1: I just have one thought as we start. I heard you say Mm-hmm. relationships, when things don't go well, I want to propose right at the outset that conflict does not mean relationships mm-hmm. aren't going well. So
0: good. point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, that's, I, that's just a little clarification. So,
0: there. so what would you say instead, Gwen, let's clarify. What would you say instead? Conflict is a normal uh, part of healthy relationships. So how would you, yeah. What, what are we going to be talking about?
1: I think that that healthy responses when relationships are not going well is important. I don't think that's the same thing as navigating healthy conflict necessarily. Gotcha. There is unhealthy oh, conflict and there's fun. healthy conflict. And I think we could talk about both. Mm-hmm. Sure. And maybe even help to unders- you know, discern the difference. And both of them, obviously, God our relationship with God and our love for one another informs our responses to them or Mm -hmm. our navigation of them, but they are not the same thing.
0: Okay. So say more about that, Gwen or anybody, like what, what, what's the difference between conflict is healthy and conflict is unhealthy. Go ahead. Sometimes
2: conflict can be a positive thing. I mean, Mm -hmm. like Joel and I have a very, positive relationship and sometimes we just I mean I wouldn't say we butt heads but we just like hammer you out together and I call that conflict right we might see something completely differently but the conflict brings us together right and that's what healthy conflict is going to do is ultimately it's going to bring us together um, where, where an unhealthy conflict is, is going to make the relationship weaker or make one person in the relationship weaker you know what I mean Mm-hmm. Conflict can be used as a weapon, mm-hmm. or it can be used to divide people, or it can be used to bring people together. And and we n- need to learn to navigate all of it, or we're going to be up a creek without a
3: paddle. <laughs> I guess we're starting on a very, very broad foot, so I would say too, maybe there are sometimes when conflict, like there's a necessary of boundary that conflict brings about in some relationships, that it it doesn't mean that we need to have all our relationships close to us, sometimes for safety, for um, our peace, for for peace between you and the person. You know, sometimes you need some distance (laughs) And, and maybe conflict shows that or it shows that, okay, maybe this was an unhealthy relationship and we need to stop it and maybe mm-hmm. at some point, rebuild it on healthier ground.
4: Mm-hmm. I like that thought. idea. And I think sometimes we have to agree, res- uh, to disagree respectfully. <laughs> uh, sometimes you, you have people that you really love and you're just totally not into what they're saying about a particular issue. And you had to let it drop and agree to disagree, but still be respectful and open and loving in a relationship, whatever it is. I mean, it might not be somebody that you are living with, you know, then maybe you can't, you can't always like disagree respectfully on a long-term basis, maybe. (laughs) I don't know. It probably varies a little. The
3: two of us have had some disagreements on some just Mm -hmm. ideas that then we go round and round and round and we're like, we just need to stop this. (laughs) Let's just not talk about this because we're never going to, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, we... We just start going in circles and I say, no, it isn't. And you say, yes, it is. And we just-
4: <laughs> you're telling on me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> both but, us. but Finally, you, you care about each other and you value yeah. each other right. more than you value proving that you're right. And right. That, <laughs> is, right. that is, that is <laughs> the result of a healthy relationship. I think a lot of damage is done when we when we fear conflict or feel like conflict is is bad. Avoiding conflict is is really a fast way to erode a relationship. That we can't even discuss something that we differ on. Now there are times that you know never the twain shall meet and I have some friends that on some of these issues especially as it relates to um well, the pandemic and vaccines and things like that, that it's like, we see it so different and I love them so dearly. So we just, you know, and sometimes I've even asked them, look, I, I really don't even want to discuss it. I've kind of heard both sides. I respect that, you know, what, you've, what you're thinking about that or, or the processes you've used to get there. But I, I, I don't think there's any benefit in this. So I have shut down conversations like that with an understanding of the conflict but, I, but the relationship has not suffered because
4: mm-hmm.
1: of the mm. quality of the people that I'm conflicting with, you know?
2: <laughs> there doesn't always have to be a resolution to a conflict, right? I think what's really right. valuable when, when we have a conflict in a relationship, it shows us what the relationship is made out of, right? If, mm-hmm. if we come to a, a loggerhead with someone and they just shut it down and they're, they're, my point is right, your point is wrong, Almost like you're kind of dumb. You better listen to me. Uh, that that should be your red flag to exit the situation, right? That's that's there's a big problem. Um, we 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 recently faced a situation like that, and it was like, oh, okay, that's what this relationship is made out of, right? Where if we have a relationship where it's like, hey, I feel one way and you feel another way, and we both feel really strongly, but we have enough stock in our relationship and we mean enough to each other and we respect each other, we can just kind of shelve that issue and not really touch it and talk about Mm -hmm. the 9,000 other things that we enjoy talking about. It's a Mm -hmm. diagnostic tool, really.
3: And maybe there are other situations. Um, I was thinking of a post recently on social media. I'm not sure if you guys would have seen it, but it was saying something like, "If if this issue, if this sin is prevalent in your friends, in your social group, in your church, you shouldn't be silent about it. You should be willing to um, break the status quo, so-called. Otherwise, things are not going to change. You have to kind of, uh, you know, because this this area, this sin, I guess I can name it, it's racism. Mm-hmm. So this person was saying, who has dealt with racism in, in the church context, in the mission context, this person was saying like, Yeah, we cannot allow it to continue, and we can't just, like, be okay with with someone who professes very um, unhelpful things about people of other ethnicities and not give pushback. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. you need to give pushback, and I agreed with that post. Um, It was pretty strongly written, but it made, it was, you know... (laughs) we wouldn't tolerate some other sins why would we just be silent if it comes to some things like racism Mm
0: -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but when Mm -hmm. speaking up about issues like that forms of oppression or or things that 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 are that this group of women is pretty passionate about um Mm -hmm. sometimes when we speak up about that i mean i'm running into this where Mm -hmm. where people (laughs) that i know and love and (laughs) I'm committed to relationship with them, um, take deep offense at my position and, and assume, assume things. And, and I'm just being vulnerable here. Like this is where I, I get, I'm getting stuck. Um, and you know, how willing am I to lay aside Our differences on something that I'm pretty passionate about that I believe Jesus is pretty passionate about, Mm -hmm. but how that's going to affect my relationship. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to be real vulnerable. I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to navigate relationships when that happens, how to keep the relationship healthy and honoring of them, of others, of myself, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like what does this look like when, when we deeply disagree about something that uh, something this this something that affects other important. people in relationships so deeply mm-hmm. important things like this isn't just <laughs> like how shall we arrange our church pews um, or how you know mm-hmm. what is the correct way to you know discipline a child in a certain area where that's your life this is my life this is this is mm-hmm. yeah this mm-hmm. is hard stuff I mean this is current yes that's stuff a
1: different kind of thing than mm-hmm. It, it is for me too, and I think. I think it depends on what, what you have in your relationship outside of that. If it's a relationship mm-hmm. with another Christian or someone I thought was a Christian, can you be a Christian and not care about the oppressed? <laughs> but you know. anyway, um, uh, maybe it's how we define. It's probably how we define oppressed. Yeah, they care right. about the ones right. they see as being oppressed. Yes, so
0: very much so
1: yeah so so i would say with like with my siblings or or family then i can continue to have a relationship that is just on that basis of our family of origin or whatever um and just avoid the subject we won't be close friends but you know we can we can relate on some level, but if it's someone in the church, or I'm going to a church full of people who see that differently, I don't know, I don't know how to make a win-win out of that, it seems like a parting of ways, but
3: have you, the thing is, are they tolerant of your side of the view, or are they saying that your side is like dangerous, and you know, so if it's something that you feel this strongly about, have you, are you given the opportunity to to explain, like no, I don't actually believe in that straw man, but this well, is well.
0: I I probably I probably err on the side of really asking questions and seeking to understand where they are because I don't want to appear defensive. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a defensive demeanor is off-putting. It doesn't it doesn't build relationships, and and I I probably. <laughs> I probably veer too far to the other side of like not even not even defending my point of view once I realize that that there's this big divide um and and I'm just you know attempting to um hear things listen things out people say that sometimes
3: women we shortchange ourselves by adding a lot of qualifiers to what we say without meaning to. Like, we feel like we can't be direct and just say something. So we would add a lot of maybe, I think, you know, like, not... I know there's there's room to be, of course, like... (laughs) Humble That's and, my problem, Rebecca.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm too am too direct. I'm too direct. And then when I realize my directness ah. has really been mistaken, misunderstood, misinterpreted, um, then I'm like in hot water. And all then I'm then I'm backing away and going, oh, well, help me understand. What did that sound like to you? And and what what are you feeling toward me? And you know what what have you experienced me as? And where have I where have I hurt you? And I'm back in a way because yeah. And and uh, how do we do this? Like how, I just feel like I'm really just like laying all my cards out on the table, but I am a pretty direct person mm-hmm. to begin with, which which has always been the the, the, part, the thing that's brought me conflict because women in our mm-hmm. culture are not supposed to be so direct. We're supposed to be hesitant and apologetic and ask questions and not make statements, right? That makes me <laughs> want to gag. <laughs> yeah, oh, but okay. that, that is a wrong
3: expectation, I think, because there, there, I agree. Yeah.
4: there are there's a there's a time to speak and a time to remain silent, and I think when it comes to issues that we consider salvation issues, that we will have to speak and then hold our peace. <laughs> I, I, I think that there is a time where you had to say, look, this is how I see it. And I would consider view, your view to be hurtful to other people. And you know, while I still love you, I, I really need to be heard in this area and then we can decide where to go from here. Uh, it, it's really, I'm somebody that hates hurting people, and I'll tend to avoid oh, talking. I'll tend to shut down a little bit. But my, I, I know my counselor worked with me on on being vulnerable enough to hear somebody else, but actually having enough of boundaries that I don't stop talking. Like, I... Won't well, mm-hmm. because because navigating a relationship takes vulnerability, and yet it takes directness. Like, I don't like when you talk to me yeah. like that. I need you to stop. You know, sure. I, I'm willing to hear what you had to say. You know, and this is an example, but you really need to be polite when you're talking, or stop yelling when you're talking. You know, just saying saying or things stop, like stop that, hearing that.
0: My words or stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, very
4: so very I very guess very. there's some kind of direction that
0: that that we need to apply in a conversation. I, I think I think what what comes in and and pretty much every one of us on this podcast are more outspoken women. Am I? <laughs> am I right or am I right? We are. <laughs> well, I don't outspoken. know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I think I think that that tends to get us in trouble a little more. And I, I, I think some of the trick for me, and this is a topic for another episode, but how to navigate the cultural expectations, because that's another, mm-hmm. that's another point of conflict. Mm-hmm. When we disappoint someone else's expectations of us, that makes mm-hmm. them hurt or be, be, be bothered or you know, just makes tension between us. That's another source of conflict. It's not just disagreeing about a subject or, a, or an issue mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, it can also be when their expect my I don't meet their expectations or they don't meet mine. And mm-hmm. That's another source of of tension in a relationship. So how do how do we navigate with the personalities we have and the giftings we have? How do all of us, whether we have the outspokenness that this group of women has, or or whether we are more culturally appropriate? that's what you want to call it how do we navigate the cultural expectations wisely and well oh uh, boy yeah. it, it seems like in relationships. it seems
2: like it seems like they're that's where we have to as as people in general we've got to discuss where our boundaries are as people and we've got to learn yes. to define what we mean i think it's very easy i mean i'm a total outsider to the mennonite world and i've come into it i mean i married the son of a beachy bishop like I'm in deep right um (laughs) and so sometimes navigating I mean like you're talking about cultural expectations it's like it's a whole different world and I've one thing I have learned especially like with my mother-in-law like we've always gotten along really well but I've had to explain to her it's like look I grew up doing this thing that's totally opposite of the way that you do it I mean we're talking like really simple things like setting tables like different really small things it's like i grew up that that was totally the wrong way to do it and just communicating on those little bases those little issues can make a big difference Mm -hmm. i mean we need to if we if we run into conflict we have to not be careful to to not touch it you know what i'm saying like we have to be willing to to get into when we come into a conflict to define why it's a conflict
0: so so maybe (laughs) going back to um The sources of tension in a relationship. Maybe even defining some of those can help us unpack together how we navigate them healthily and wisely. So I think we talked about disagreeing on issues that can cause tension in a relationship.
4: Salvation issues, like what we consider fundamental doctrinal issues that are incompatible with Christianity or. I say I'm not that, sure right? the
3: term "salvation" issue is
4: is yeah. particularly. that
3: I think it's sometimes things that we care not... so much about that
4: like some things are peripheral, some things well, are central. Like adultery, you know. Oh. I have a a friend or or a coworker that would get mad at me because I don't really approve of their relationship uh, I'm, I'm just using an example but that is what I would call a salvation issue it's something that I can't I can't approve of, of somebody cheating on their spouse and then and
0: it's so you're basically uh, talking about belief systems yeah or, belief
3: systems believe, I don't yeah, like the that, term salvation issue because either. it can because well, it says some things are central to salvation but like, we there is a historical reason why some things are included while some things are not, like racism when it they should be considered okay. a core issue.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, core issues, so, core issues. <laughs> okay, core, issues. let's agree on
3: core, <laughs> mm-hmm. core issues,
0: oh, enemies, and belief systems. Go ahead,
2: Sarah. I mean, some of that is just plain thin issues, right? I mean, right, th-
0: uh, I don't know, I would.
2: I would put a whole different category. Like if someone, if I knew somebody that was like in some sort of an adultery situation or somebody who, whatever, something really serious like that, they probably aren't going to be in my inner circle, right?
4: It's, but, I mean, it's I guess hard I, when it's your relative or very close sure. friend. That, that happens sometimes. There's sure. people that you were close to and suddenly your relationships are yeah. being redefined because of, Sin really, or sure. and yeah, so that that you have to navigate. Okay, that happened to me years ago. I was really close friends with somebody, and uh, she disappeared basically. And I found out later she was living with somebody who was divorced several times. And and I felt dropped like a hot potato. <laughs> I actually um, grieved that relationship uh, that loss, and and I had to navigate working through even arguments with other friends that that wanted to I don't know condemn or whatever and I and I didn't know how so yeah I had to really it was a loaded emotional equation for me that I had to learn to deal with so I had arguments over that relationship with other people I'm like you can't condemn her She's not in hell yet you know and, and stuff that got really passionate and 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 then I had to deal with my own grief so there was that you know people that I you know I loved and I and we disagreed in a way that wasn't compatible because I wasn't going to affirm the next relationship anyway long story short I grieved and went on and we're friends today so um, but we're not, we're not close, um, but that, that was a, a, a core difference that I had to really come to terms with. So yeah, just stuff like that, you know, complicated things that get in the way of even relationships with family that are very hurtful, but you still have to maintain dignity and, and love for the individual, and it's hard.
2: Sure. You have to be willing to let the relationship change and develop. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you have to be willing to be vulnerable enough to be hurt. Mm-hmm. I mean, if pride has no place in a relationship. It just doesn't. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. That, that's, I think, where conflict becomes the most destructive is if mm-hmm. we're proud or the person we're conflicting with is proud. You're not going to resolve that. You're just not. That's mm-hmm. God's issue at that point.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: There's something that irks me, I guess, I think, is that when Christians think that our entire world needs to be Christians like us, and and then the verse comes up, oh, friendship with the world is enmity with God. I think that talks more about our own compromise. We need to have relationships. That's just out that they are outside of our our church circle and just the people who practice and agree exactly with us. We need to have relationships with people out there that we would consider whatever, um, uh, you know, people who are not Christians who may not follow the well, same oh, ethic and, of totally and even
0: even within our own church family. I, I don't think that like what you were describing as. You know, believing exactly the same. We need friendships outside our group that, you know, whatever. But even within, and maybe it's because we live, because we are less isolated as communities. Um, none of us are isolated the way our parents were. And our parents weren't isolated in, in one, you know, my grandparents lived and worked and rarely traveled outside of, you know, a 60, 100 mile radius their entire yeah, lives. Right. Because mm-hmm. that, was, that was where they lived. And now we're mm-hmm. so globally connected. And so, and so <laughs> uh-huh. our churches are a lot more, there's a lot more, um, you know, just not just in plain churches or conservative Anabaptist churches or whatever, but in general, there's, there's a lot more uh, coming and going of people. And so there's a lot mm-hmm. more mix of beliefs and thinking and ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. And so in my own church family, There are so many different opinions on so many things. And I do not think that unity is that we all think and believe exactly the same way because we're Mm -hmm. all in process, right? But unity is when I say my connection with you and Jesus matters more than what I believe. Even though I'm going to hold tight to this, and I really want to convince you <laughs> that this is right, <laughs> um, my, my connection, my unity with Christ, I will not allow conflict with you on an issue to sever that unity with Christ or unity with you. Mm-hmm. Unity is we, we meet at Jesus' feet in worship, right? So, Yeah. But even though we want to have that, I think all of us here would say, yeah, that's a good position, right? Even though we want to have that stance, we still butt heads and we still disappoint each other. And so back to what causes co- causes tension, it's it's disagreeing about things that we find important, belief systems and and issues that we find core issues we find are just crucial. Um, so there's disagreements about that there's we disappoint people and people disappoint us and expectations um sometimes people say things or do things that just feel hurtful whether intentional or not and and when those things arrive arise what's the healthy path through it and and sarah a little bit ago talked about pride that there's no place for pride and i think that's probably my downfall like i want to be right I want to be right. And I don't want you to know I'm right. I want you to be convinced I'm right. And I don't <laughs> want to be wrong in either what I believe or in, in, in how I've approached you. It's hard for me to, you know, just own that this felt hurtful to you um, and that it did hurt you whether I intended it to or not. Yeah, but there's just no place for that kind of pride. So mm-hmm. I think that's, that's pretty crucial to resolving conflict or, or um, dealing with tension in relationships.
4: Our world is really... Um it's interactive. It's connected now, even with like social media, internet. And one of the things Um, I had a disagreement today online <laughs> and I backed out of an entire conversation and I'm going to be a little vulnerable here. And I analyzed it. I'm like, uh, was I wrong? And I wasn't entirely wrong, but I was heard and I was respected and I, um, My point was made and the person disagreed with me, but the context in which they disagreed wasn't wrong for them. They were right. And I had to come back to that. Somebody asked me later, but what were you thinking, you know? And I'm like, I was thinking that I am internalizing something wrong because I'm making it more about me and being heard, but I also need space to back out of this conversation or this social context when it happens so that i can connect ground myself and and you know come back healthy you know <laughs> because if i get too emotionally involved in something that's not that important um, and i let it sever my relationships it's not going to help me <laughs> so and another thing just to add this in social media doesn't convey expression it doesn't hmm. convey intensity. There's, there's a certain layer that's lacking when you're connecting with people online. So what you think they're thinking may not be actually true. <laughs> Here we can talk because we can actually see pictures of each other. We can actually see each other moving and, and watch facial expression. You pick up social
0: cues that way, you know? So that's hmm. what different. They say, what's, the, what's the percentage of communication that is via body language? That's, that's isn't it 70, 70 something? something okay. It's 60 40, 60 40, <laughs> I think, okay. or so, I don't know, but yeah, it's I don't remember for sure, but body language is I, huge. Th- Go ahead, Sarah. I think
2: I think one thing that's really important with conflict, I, I feel like I've faced a lot of inter- interpersonal conflict. Um, one thing that's really important that has been important for me is kind of stepping back and looking at my relationship with the person or the people I'm having a conflict with, and mm-hmm. looking at why I value it and why we value each other and and the sort of relationship that we have that that is the basis of our relationship it isn't this particular thing that we're conflicting over and you know examining why i have this person in my life right um (laughs) it's because i care about them and i respect them and we respect each other and we're you know if we're christians that we both serve the same master right i mean that's kind of the the issue with the with the social media relationships, right? Is half of those people are randos that we'll never ever interact with, right? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And half of them, you know, a good portion of them, will, even if we do know them, we don't know them in person. We don't know them well. Uh, mm-hmm. But when it comes to conflicting with, with um, people, I mean, I've had positive conflict and really negative conflict with people. And it, uh, the way the outcome all boils down to, does this person respect me and do I respect them? And if Mm -hmm. the answer to either of those things is no, and there's a valid reason not to really get along, that's Mm -hmm. when you break that off. But if you have respectful relationships back and forth, it really doesn't matter where you come out on things. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? If you you conflict really hard on something, I mean, I have friends who are atheists. I have friends who are Mm -hmm. into all kinds of stuff that I would not want to go near with the 10-foot pole. But because we have respect for each other, Mm-hmm. We can kind of leave that alone and connect on other bases.
0: Find common ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I think too in, in the whole area of, of conflicts, and I watched this play out um, the other night in in a, in a discussion that where there was just um, just a lot of different opinions. Um, our triggers. <laughs> we all mm-hmm. have triggers, right? Mm-hmm. And so as I was listening to the around me and paying attention to my own internal responses to what was being said, I was seeing some of the people shared a little bit of their backstory of of why they thought what they thought or felt what they felt. And other people, I knew pieces of their story and I could Mm -hmm. see how that was informing their responses and Mm -hmm. my own internal responses, um, my own thoughts regarding the issue that was being discussed you know, mm-hmm. are very definitely informed by my own story. And mm-hmm. so I think when I, when I enter into conflict with people and I, I, g- I get curious about my own, my own internal right. tension and get curious mm-hmm. about them and what shaped them and what's, what's created, what's maybe created the, the problem that, you know, that, that they're, they're feeling or the, or the tension mm-hmm. that they're feeling. Being curious like that gives me compassion. hmm which is going to make it mm-hmm. a lot, give me a lot more energy to keep working at the relationship um, instead of just writing them off. Now, sure, is it okay to step away and, and get some space and some perspective? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, to, to get curious and let that move you into compassion, I think is, mm-hmm. is pretty key too, to staying engaged and mm-hmm. um, being willing to press in till the things resolved. I mean, boy, that it can be. that
2: takes being that takes being vulnerable, that takes being willing yeah. to actually hear someone out and listen to understand and not to respond. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
2: that also takes being willing to say, wow, you're really wrong on this thing. But <laughs> I don't that. really care. You know True. what I mean? <laughs> I mean, maybe I maybe I'm too direct, right? I don't know that I would say that to <laughs> someone's face unless it was like Joel or something, right? Okay. Um, yeah, we have that kind of relationship. Like, please don't. don't I like it. Hear me out, but um, you know, if, it's if, if I have someone and like, let's let's say we're we're going to disagree about something, you know, of, of relative importance. It's like. I'm going to hear them out and their viewpoint is valid. I don't care if they are wrong. Their viewpoint is valid. They're not stupid. Mm -hmm. Like they can, they can disagree with me on the Apocrypha. They can disagree with me on baptism. They can disagree with me on, you know, whatever. Their viewpoint is valid. They're not just believing something out of thin air because they're full of garbage, right? Mm -hmm. They're believing something. They're holding a viewpoint because they went through the same process that you did. Or maybe they didn't. Maybe they just took someone's word for something. Mm -hmm. Right. And maybe they're not at a place where they're able to be challenged on it. Right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I've learned that being willing to be challenged on something can strengthen where you come out on things. Mm
0: -hmm. Like, I like being challenged on things.
2: Like, it's Mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It takes being willing to change. Right? And maybe they're not there yet. Right? I mean, I know there are some things where I'm like, you're not going to touch that 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 issue. This issue is in a box, and you're not getting in that box. Um, and, and maybe their box is bigger than yours.
1: <laughs> well, I this couple of things that Sarah has said about respect that I think are, are really key. I I think the avoidance of conflict is often because we don't respect the other person enough. Now we're talking about two different things. Sometimes you agree to disagree. You avoid the conflict you keep the relationship but a relationship that you can't even face the conflict together or there's no way of getting across that point of conflict and even agreeing to disagree because if you don't agree you're not worth being in relationship with either somebody feels that way about you Mm -hmm. or you do about them let's hope you don't but um Mm -hmm. i i listened to a lecture on argumentation I I listened to a lecture on argumentation one time that was very uh, interesting in that it said that arguing with somebody is a form of respect, and I loved it because I came from a family that we hashed over everything. We didn't just avoid conflict. We barreled through conflict and usually (laughs) came out the other side, but um, we've been tested a little more in adulthood than we were as kids, but... (laughs) um, what I'm saying is in relationships, the, the more you respect the person, the more you will try to convince them of your perspective and the more you will want to hear their perspective. So arguments happen mostly in the context of, of respect and relationships. If I don't really respect that person anyway, I don't spend much time arguing with them. It's like, Mm-hmm. Bow-headed, you haven't. But, you but know. Gwen,
0: Gwen, I think that's. I think that's your. I'm gonna. I'm gonna push back on that a little bit. And okay. Since you like argument, I'm gonna argue. No, <laughs> no just kidding. I don't but like I do arguing. Think- I value it. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. Since you value arguing, there we go. No, but I okay. think there that your experience informs your perspective because in your home, you respected each other. And so arguing, and you respected, you argued respectfully. It was not put down. Not really. And well, you know, I I in all honesty, in
1: all honesty, my parental home was not a good example of, of constructive arguing. I would say though, that it taught me to not fear conflict. Um, Okay. But why not? But, but now I have yeah. some relationships that, that we do a lot of arguing, We we'll emails back and forth about things that in the end, we know we value each other. And that's why mm-hmm. we keep on yeah. pressing this yeah. thing. Okay, um, because but my, experience I hear
0: growing, my, well, my experience growing up would be different because, because the arguing in my home would have been, in my home of origin... Would have been okay. So, when there was conflict in my home of origin, it was either you shut the person out, you stonewall, you just walk away, you don't even engage, which was very disrespectful, mm-hmm. or you argue with attack. Mm-hmm. There wasn't respect with it, mm-hmm. like and ad hominem so arguments. I've, I've had well, just, just put downs mm-hmm. and de- belittling and demeaning. Uh not 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 truly engaging with the issue at hand right and so i have had to dismantle all that and relearn that uh if i if i really respect somebody i'm gonna stay engaged even if they are strongly disagreeing Mm. it does not mean what it meant in my home of origin but i still struggle to see sometimes especially when because we are all human, especially if there is some ad hominem or things like that thrown in mm-hmm. into an, a disagreement, I struggle to experience it as this person is truly respecting me. Um, <laughs> yeah, so so I say I have a different set. I have a different outlook than you, a different perspective than you, because of of how I was raised. Now I would agree with your premise that we will only engage with we will if we disengage with someone. It is it is a sign of disrespect. We don't we don't honor them or respect them. We don't care about them enough to stay engaged.
1: Yeah, I would can agree I? with you
0: on that. But I think I think I think some people are going to hear you say, "Well, arguing is 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 a sign that you do respect the person, even if it's unpleasant. You care enough." Some of us are, have a hurdle with that because of how we were shaped. Does that make sense
4: can i can I reflect this back to both of you It sounds okay. like Gwen is saying that if you care, you will engage and Judy, you're mm-hmm. saying that in your family, when you cared, you disengaged. That makes no. a lot of or well, okay
0: when when we when, cared, when it got tough. <laughs> And it got tough. We disengaged, or we right. attacked, right? And, and we didn't know how. We were not given much good example of how to truly care. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so, so when it comes to disagreements,
1: a- go ahead, Gwen. Go ahead. Attack and argument are not the same thing. And when a right. attack comes right. an argument, it is no longer healthy. And mm-hmm. people are not seeking to understand; they're seeking right. to conquer or put down. Okay. And it takes years
0: to recognize the difference.
1: hmm hmm mm-hmm.
0: I I have,
1: so, so I, I struggle, struggle with. Yes, that. if I have to attack, you
0: to make my mm-hmm. point.
1: Yeah, that that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's and not, so I
0: think, or, I, yeah,
1: that's not the kind yeah. of arguing I'm talking about.
0: Right, right. And so I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would say. I would just reword what you're saying and saying I will stay engaged. Mm-hmm. I, I, mm-hmm. I, agree with, I agree with your premise that we tend to we, we engage with people that we care about.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: but I'm gonna be careful who I argue with depending on their triggers because that will not feel caring to them. Does that mm-hmm. make sense? I'm not trying to pick apart what you're saying. I, no, I, no, I think, I think but but that you're qualifiers. calling something
1: different. I, I think you're calling something different arguing than well, than I am. And I, I was if, it was actually okay, a guy that okay. did uh, argumentation and reasoning on the great courses that said this that you mm. you really do not argue with a person that you don't respect. And I'm talking about healthy arguing where mm-hmm. I keep I present my thing. I want you to understand my thing and I let you present yours to me because I, I care about where you are. And we're, we're back and forth on this, trying to understand each other. That's healthy arguing. Attacking is, is not the same thing. And if and yeah, if, if you're talking about just right. sharply back and forth and, um, and and in a way that the other one doesn't feel safe, then no. But I think I would go, right. with what I'm talking about is somewhat beyond engaging because engaging could mean that I just keep saying, well, I'd like to hear where you are. Yes, I like to hear... Yeah, well, tell me more. That's not an, uh, an argument that is going to really help us understand each other. It's me being kind and polite and gracious to the other person. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I
0: wouldn't call that engagement necessarily either. If it's only one sided, that's not engagement. I would agree. Right. That.
2: I mean, you're, you're talking about the difference between like an yeah. argument and,
0: and discourse. You
2: know what I'm saying? There's a whole big difference between if I'm going to sit down. I mean, I was a collegiate debater, right? And like we would sit in a room with someone we had never met before and we'd argue all kinds of crazy stuff. Like I had to argue in favor of of abortion. I had to argue in favor of all kinds of things that I did not see the viewpoint of, right? I, I did not hold that viewpoint in any way, shape, or form. But what that did is make me go, oh, huh, okay. This point and this point and this point and this point, that's what they believe. I I had to put down all my straw men. I had to put down all these fake arguments that I was arguing against. I had to put down all of these, like, it was temptation to be like, well, you're just just stupid, right? I mean, I think we all have that temptation from time to time, right? To, like, throw names. Because that's easier than actually getting into the argument, Mm
4: -hmm. right? Um, It takes takes wisdom to argue well, because you actually have to think about how you argue. I mean, I'm talking about debate. Because arguing, oh, yeah. I think what Gwen is describing is arguing as a debate. You have a yeah. valid point; the other right. person has a valid point, mm-hmm. and you're coming to an agreement on how you both can mesh your points, or else not mesh them. But the fact like is, you're, you're both both laying them on the table. So I like when Sarah's you, word, yeah. discourse. Mm-hmm. Discourse. Right, mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I mean, because if yeah, you're having good. a discourse with that's someone good. who's having who is arguing with you, that's not possible, right? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's where you have to be willing to step into the gap and go, Hey, here's what I hear you saying. Do you Mm -hmm. mean this? Like, am I hearing you right? Like you repeat Mm -hmm. it to the person. And then it's like, okay, like, let's put a pin in that. And here's where I'm coming out on it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Say it back to me. I've had to do that Mm -hmm. so many times in relationships with people, especially, I I mean, where there are cultural conflicts, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, we don't even understand sometimes that there are cultural conflicts that are going to totally Mm -hmm. frame how, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm defining a term totally differently than you. And then it's like, oh, wait, 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 you meant this? No, that's a totally different Mm -hmm. thing. I meant this thing. And and that can change Mm -hmm. the whole thing. Like be willing. That's one thing we learned in debate. Define your term, (laughs) right? If if there's conflict, Mm -hmm. sit down and go, okay, we're disagreeing on this issue right Mm -hmm. let's define what this issue actually is and nine times out of ten you're going to get way further ahead than you would with three hours of yelling at each other
0: (laughs) (laughs) you're you're right
1: and And since we're talking about defining terms let me read I just looked up here the two definitions of arguing that I found um on in the Oxford dictionary number one and this is the one I was using give reasons or cite evidence in support of an idea, action, or theory, typically with the aim of persuading others to share one's view. Two, and I think that's what some of the rest of you were talking about, exchange or express diverging or opposite views, typically in a heated or angry way. Um, but, but it does say typically... Um, I, I think we've put a negative thing on arguing that it doesn't always mean. So maybe we need to leave that word because it's too loaded and use discourse or something like
0: that. I think I think it's a loaded term, but but you mm-hmm. I, with your definition of it, um mm-hmm. that makes much better sense to me. Your argument I would agree with completely with, with your de- mm-hmm. with your definition, like Sarah says, divine your heart. Okay. With your definition, I would I would agree. Um yeah. I still I still think even that for someone with my background, we have to learn to un, un um disengage our triggers sometimes. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. because of how, how maybe we've been um, And it's know, humiliating conditioned. Sometimes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And, and I humbling. also love
0: Yes, yes. But I but it's Sarah, good. Sarah mentioned a phrase that has been so helpful to me. When people have done it to me, and it's been so helpful in my relationships, when I've done it too. When you say, when you're having some conflict or some disagreement with someone, you say, and you bring out, you you start, you you reflect to them what you're hearing. So what mm-hmm. I'm hearing you say is, and then they have a chance to correct you or to say, yeah, that's what I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. But 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 having having something reflected back to a person, to yourself, or to others, can be so helpful in in just resolving even. Um, mm-hmm. tension because not only are you, are you clarifying what, what point is being made but you're also letting the other person know that you're hearing them. This is what mm-hmm. I hear you saying and they can correct you if you're wrong they can, affir- they can affirm you and feel heard if you're right um, yeah. and I think there's just some, some little things like that that can, that can help de-escalate um, tension when we do have conflict
4: mm-hmm. and how how I, I'd like to talk a little bit about how to disagree respectfully because some of us don't have a huge, how do you say, um, some of us don't have a huge problems with people in their lives. In other words, they're, they're going to maintain a relationship, but they're not going to agree on an issue. And it's probably not that important an issue, but how can we disagree respectfully? while maintaining uh, the relationship and placing value on the other person. I think maybe that would be win. worth looking at. Right. What was that, Not try to... Don't try to win. Right. Don't break <laughs> issues <laughs> that you're passionate about that they disagree with every time you see them. <laughs> and sometimes arguing is fun. You know, even yeah. disagreeing is fun. And because you could disagree, and you know that you're not going to lose the other person because of it.
0: Yeah, I think we that's have a to very keep, safe relationship.
3: You mm-hmm. have to keep the other person's emotions in mind. Like they might yes. usually yeah. invite, but maybe they're not in a good space. And sometimes mm-hmm. it's the argument doesn't go well because somebody's like, "Well, actually, I think I need to stop because I'm not in a good place and I'm at a mm-hmm. bad day or something." And it's not the argument mainly, but it could be just. Not being emotionally in the right space or frame of mind to have that conversation. Mm-hmm. There's such yeah. thing called cognitive overload, where there's so mm-hmm. much going on that you just need to stop. You mm-hmm. know, you need to rest. You just you cannot pile mm-hmm. on more. And we yeah. kind of need to maybe have the self knowledge to recognize that in ourselves and yeah. also see, like, uh, kind of see the other person's emotions as being part of the mm-hmm. argument too, not just but, mm-hmm. thoughts self-awareness
0: right yeah self-awareness is huge and also aware or or intuiting or paying attention to other people's
4: cues body language right cues i I was just reading today like when you're counseling okay for my for my class when you're counseling somebody pay attention to your own body like quicker breathing you're like tensing up you feel yourself getting agitated, then take a break, <laughs> switch yeah. the subject, or just back off for a little bit. You know, so we don't and that do, was
0: we don't, mm-hmm, we don't pay in, in our culture, in our uh, you know, Western culture, we don't pay attention to what our bodies are telling us. We just aren't used to it. I'm only learning in the past couple of years to pay attention yeah. to what, it, what my body, what cues my body yeah. is giving me about what I'm actually feeling or experiencing. Oh, I, I never think, knew until the past two years. That my stomach gets tight when I'm feeling tension. Mm. I've only discovered oh. that in the past uh-huh. two years because I'm not used to paying attention to my body. Maybe I shouldn't say it's our culture. Maybe it's just me, but I no, in it general, is, a lot of people don't pay attention to what their bodies are telling them.
4: We've, we've been taught in our culture, at least for me anyway, growing up Eastern and that you don't, you're not self-aware. You don't, you don't think about yourself. You think about others. So like we culturally grow up Putting ourselves on the back seat right. so then yeah and of course that goes with your body too it doesn't matter if right. I'm beautiful I don't need to be told I'm beautiful don't tell me I'm beautiful you know even little right. stuff like that
0: and so, how can I how can I even learn how to pay attention to someone else if I don't even know myself right I think that tied together so yeah
4: self-awareness and self-love are not bad <laughs> no. self-respect self-dignity self-worth self-values
2: well, oh, yeah. And, and if we realize that, like, hey, we're getting kind of way too into this argument,
4: mm-hmm. that's
2: where where we need to learn to kind of back out of it and realize that we're arguing with the person instead of the idea. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? If it's mm-hmm. like, oh, I, I'm so determined to be right, here, like, you're, you're missing the person entirely. Right. Like, all you're doing at that point is playing a dumb game. And I mean... My dad always said dumb games get dumb prizes, right? So, like, your stomach's going to be in knots all night because you decided, like, man, like, you are so wrong on string theory. Like, I could wipe the floor with you right now, and I'm just going to wipe the floor with you because you're dumb, right? Like, I don't even know what string theory is, okay?
0: (laughs) And and, and I need to... (laughs) Particle physics and string theory, we're good. (laughs) Exactly. I'm
2: like, let me come up with something really obscure. But, I mean, if I'm getting all worked up about an argument, at that point, I need to step back and go, okay, hey, what what am I really getting worked up here? Am I not being heard? Like I need to communicate that, or am I getting attacked? I need to I need to speak that out, or or am I not hearing the other person right? Like am I making sure that I'm understanding what they're saying because maybe I'm making up a straw man in in their mind because they said like a phrase and because they said this phrase there's this whole list of stuff that's connected to that phrase in my mind. I mean, that happened (laughs) that happened just recently with Joel and I, Um, we had a conflict with, with a, uh, with somebody and there was one word that meant like an entire volume of, of definition to them. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that word literally means like this little thing here. And that, when we clarified that, I mean, it didn't entirely end well, but that, point in the conflict cleared up everything Mm
4: -hmm.
2: define your term (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. (laughs) yeah one of those loaded words is submission (laughs) yeah um submission you know like what does it mean does it mean putting yourself down or does it mean just yielding to another person's point of view sometimes
2: Right. I mean, I think at the bottom of it, we have to be able to, at any point in a discussion with someone, look, the, look them in the eyes. Maybe we wouldn't say this out loud, but it's like, I love you. You know, <laughs> you mattered to me. And if we mm-hmm. can't do that, our, our focus is wrong. Mm-hmm. And if we can do that, chances are, at least we're on the right page. Maybe the other person's way off in crazy town. But if we can look them in the eyes and say, look, I love you. And I'm not going to let this divide us. Maybe that's what matters. There I go saying, softening my point with a maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> bad, bad. <laughs> you want to rephrase that's that, Sarah? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, this maybe is a good place to wrap it up. This is good. Um, I enjoyed this. I miss Sarah, Sarah O. Oh, but hopefully, she'll be back <laughs> next time. We usually wrap this up. We usually wrap this up with a trivia question, and. Um, you know, I think our audience should know that among ourselves, we're always disagreeing with each other. We have this, okay. we have this chat that we're always arguing back and forth, arguing, yeah, arguing in Gwen's yeah. sense. We have this um, intense discourse. <laughs> it's intense. <laughs> it's intense, mm-hmm. and it's good because because we all respect each other. Like I respect each one of you so much, and I appreciate yeah, we- y'all so much. And we I, I haven't met bunch. all of y'all. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even met all of y'all And, in we, life. Value yeah. we, and we value
1: the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We seek a win-win because we value the
0: relationship. And I think part of the reason we value each other so much is we know each other's stories. There's mm-hmm. something about knowing story that helps us to to feel connected and compassionate and empathetic for each other. And when there's empathy present, it's easy to disagree without dismissing the other person entirely. Mm-hmm. And and we do that. So we don't we don't all we we often don't agree um, on some particulars. But it's it's really good. So maybe our trivia question. Okay, and you might have to edit this out too, Rebecca, if it's not appropriate. But but what is what is one thing that you disagree with someone else in the group about? You've disagreed with someone else in the group about. I, I got mine. I've got mine covered. I just I just pushed back on Gwen tonight. So there you have it. Mine's done. How about y'all?
1: <laughs> Roseanne and I had a pretty brisk disagreement on uh, uh, who should be on what podcast, whether oh or not. God singlehood after marriage carries a lot of the same issues as singlehood when you've never been married Mm -hmm. and yeah it was it we didn't give up very easily and it was very helpful to hear other people's input on it which this is a little aside but I feel like when when I'm really at an impasse with somebody that I really care about that's my default get someone else involved let's Uh, let's hear Because I'm not seeing myself, and you're must not, you obviously (laughs) I
4: was (laughs) wrong.
1: (laughs) No, honestly,
4: I wasn't paying attention to the chat there. I wasn't reading every comment, and when I went, I still didn't go back over everything, so I know I was missing half of it. I disagree. I disagree (laughs) that singlehood isn't singlehood, you know, no matter what, because we face a lot of the same issues. But I don't disagree with you on the fact that that single moms needs their own podcast. I mean, being present okay. for single moms and other, but anyway, so yeah, we <laughs> oh, disagreed. Back, uh, yeah. We disagreed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. I
4: was going to say
3: that I disagree with Mrs. Hertzler on what words are considered inappropriate language.
1: <laughs> uh, do you want to <laughs> give some examples, Rebecca? Oh, I uh, think we're no. good.
4: I think we're good. <laughs> I think
3: our <laughs> podcast listeners would probably sign with us. Look. So there
2: had to bleep it out in editing,
3: right?
4: <laughs> oh,
3: and Rosanna and I have disagreed <laughs> long and hard on communion and
4: and uh, we could go on and on about whether communion should be once a year. <laughs> oh yeah. Communion's mm-hmm. oh. good enough once a year. <laughs>
2: Well, I think the one thing one thing we can agree on is um, I'm probably the closest this group has probably the the most right wing leading complementarian in this group. Mm-hmm. Right? We can agree on that. So, I mean, you want me to single out one one conversation? I don't really know if I can. We just debated yeah, yeah. it today. You know, a whole bunch of stuff. So. I don't know. I guess I, I've really learned to enjoy like healthy debate and conflict. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have to win a conversation. I can be totally wrong, um, and sometimes it's fun to bulldog it. Right?
4: <laughs> but you can be totally <laughs> right too.
2: That's fine.
0: I kind of, I kind <laughs> of like when I, Sarah bulldogs it. She's spooky. yeah, I like it.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do too. Well, it, it just it depends on uh, if I have half an hour to sit there and. and <laughs> lay things up. You can tell when I'm sitting and nursing the baby because I'm, in, I'm having a debate on the KWP chat group.
4: And she keeps talking, you know? She keeps talking, then we know she's good. <laughs>
1: but what Another I've noticed, word. and you can, yeah. you can edit this out if this isn't appropriate. <laughs> what I've noticed is that when I start getting bulldoggy with Sarah, then Sarah's brain dead and can't think. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey. Hey.
2: Well, that, that's probably when I'm not nursing the baby, and then I'm currently trying to like teach the five year old how to read or something, and I, like I don't have the brain cells for this anymore. Well,
4: we disagree, and that's great because guess yeah. what? When we disagree, we lay all our cards on the table. Now that's kind of a gambling terminology, though. But when we disagree, we lay yeah lay our cards out on the table so that everyone has has the opportunity to change my perception of things. So, oh, because yeah. I can't, if, if I, if I don't disagree with you, you're not gonna change me <laughs> or right. I'm not gonna change you. So we can grow and learn by disagreeing. Right,
2: mm-hmm. I, I think a key to the conflicts that we've had as a group is we hear each other out
4: mm-hmm.
2: and we kind of agree not to go too far with something mm-hmm. and we value the outcome being positive and none of us are afraid to change our, our opinions. It's like, yes. I can't count the number of times that all of us have been like, oh, I could be wrong on that.
4: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: like we, mm-hmm. we all do that. And th- yeah. those are such important points. We, we can't just yeah. be like, nope, my position's always right. I'm never wrong on anything. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah, that's just dumb. <laughs>
0: Look at us, look at us, all this mutual submission all over the place. You see How in the little world do we get red- anything done on here? How do we get a little I know, that's what I'm saying. It's all over the place. I love it. Well, this has been good. See you next episode. Bye. The Kingdom Women Podcast is a member of the Kingdom Outpost Podcast Network. For more articles and podcasts and resources regarding living in the kingdom, go to www.kingdomoutpost.org.